This is Radio Daybreak. You know, with all the uncertainty and ups and downs in the news, it's kind of nice to know there's a silver lining out there. That silver lining is Daybreak Real Estate. You know, it's no secret that properties in Daybreak are in an amazingly high level of demand. Even in this time of coronavirus, people are still buying and selling homes here in record numbers. Now, I was able to line up a virtual discussion with a guy that probably knows more about Daybreak properties and values here than anybody I know. A guy that actually goes by the nickname of Utah Dave. Dave Robison. It, it'd be hard to imagine that uh, anybody listening to the Daybreak, uh, the, the Radio Daybreak podcast, wouldn't know who Mr. Utah Real Estate Dave Robison is. But tell us a little bit about yourself, just for those, you know, a couple of people that have never heard of you. You bet. So I've lived in Daybreak since the very beginning. Um, so over 15 Back in the. In, is that 15 years? Yeah, over 15 years ago um, when Founders Park. Wow. Um, was was the first phase. So that was my first home. And then I moved to East Lake. And then I'm moving again across the street um, in East Lake. So I'll, I'll have lived, lived in three different homes. I've owned quite a few different uh, ones in Daybreak. I, um, when I first, when I, I'm from South Jordan. So when I first moved to Daybreak, I wondered where would be the best place to live ever. And I was on a panel when Daybreak was interviewing um, people about what would be the most incredible place in the world to live. And so I was aware of it before it was publicized to the public. And so I I knew it was going to be the place for me. And my kids love it. My wife loves it. We are Daybreakers for life. And 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 so that's that's a little bit about me as far as uh, real estate wise. Um, I've been in real estate for over 20 years, so it celebrated my 20th year last year. I'm now 21 years um, and I've sold uh, um, thousands of homes and in daybreak. Um, usually it's about 70 homes a year. And um, I was served as the Salt Lake board president for Realtor Association and this year, I'm the Utah Association of Realtor President, and I just love real estate, love helping people, and love love our community and our lifestyle. Well, you, you really do speak from a, a position of fundamental authority here, because there are a lot of phenomena that happen in Daybreak that I've never seen happen anywhere else, and it's just like, what's the deal? Like, for instance, the Daybreak Shuffle, what, what, what you talked about, where you have moved within this community three times. I have two. I've, this is my third daybreak home. Uh, and, and yet I, and I hear a lot of people do it, that it's as opposed to going, okay, we've lived in daybreak for a while. Now we're going to move over to some other community. What, what, what do you think? You've seen a lot of real estate. What have you seen as, as a, maybe a reason why people love to keep buying another home in daybreak? Well, I've seen people want to stay in their same neighborhood before, but the problem with wanting to stay in your same neighborhood in in other cities or neighborhoods is is that usually you're going to end up buying the same type of house, the same type of price range. And in daybreak, you can you can change your lifestyle, but still be in the same community. So um, 
in, in other neighborhoods, you don't get brand new homes that pop up on the market. Um, so after you've lived there for seven years, you usually don't see brand new homes. So you can't stay in the same area um, with, you know, unless you're going to buy an existing. And in Daybreak, we have new homes all the time. So that's part of it. But the other part is the lifestyle. So I went from a home with no yard, right, to a home that has a yard. Um, so I changed my lifestyle, but stayed in the same neighborhood. And now I'm now I'm going to move into a home where it's that's brand new, and I get to pick out a bunch of the new trends and and have a bunch of new features, you know. So um, so yeah, I see people, you know, downsizing too. Like they'll go to one of those townhomes. I was showing um, uh, the Ivory's new townhomes by the new Boat Harbor today. And oh, those are so cool, aren't they? Yeah, the what do they call it? Uh, marina. Yeah, the uh, marina. Daybreak marina. Yes. Marina at daybreak. Yeah. And, and those rooftop patio living, like, and and being able to be right on the beach or right on the lake, I just had clients' eyes dropping today. Like they were just in love. And <laughs> where can you go in Utah for that? Right? It just doesn't exist. So we have so many different types of lifestyles that uh, people want to change. They want to change what they're um, experiencing, but they get to stay in the same schools and the same um, neighborhood and have the same amenities and the same, you know, they restaurants if they love the break or wherever. So it, it's awesome that way. You may love a neighborhood, but you run out of options after a while. But in daybreak, you don't. You There are always new, fun ideas that are just, you never even, who, who would have thought they would be making a, a you know, this uh, community called uh, a marina at daybreak kind of a thing. That That's just a fun thing that, you know, maybe you hadn't considered, but now there is an option to maybe consider having a, a lakeside home that way. For sure, yes. And you can't find another neighborhood that offers everything that, that daybreak offers. So that's one reason why, Sales-wise, this is what's incredible. So in the last year on the MLS, we show over 900 home sales in Daybreak. Now, that doesn't wow. that doesn't count all of the builders that didn't put the home on the MLS that sold. So there's still more there, too. But 900 in just Daybreak is, is, is phenomenal because they're, you, you just – you don't see that even in a city. So, like, if I was to look up uh, – South Jordan City, just South Jordan itself, which is going to um, include Daybreak, right? Um, sure, sure. And and the computer decides to be really slow that very second. I, I, I love it that, that it's like, just say I were to look on the computer, and you're looking on the computer. It's This is good. <laughs> this is real time, man. <laughs> this, is, this is real time. Just so, hypothetically. So 1,600 <laughs> in all of South Jordan. So that means seven of you know, at least 700 homes were South Jordan traditional or, yeah. you know, and then the other 900 were Daybreak. Daybreak's booming. <laughs> it is selling Man. more than Continues South Jordan. Continues to boom. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's, um, all, and it's not just, you know, the traditionally, I mean, you probably saw, you've seen this ongoing. You start out, oh, it's Founders Park. Oh, wait, it's East Lake. Oh, no, it's Heights Park. You know, it, it just keeps... Uh, growing and expanding out and now it's uh what do they call it upper daybreak or the uh the uh on the other side of the the uh, corridor uh an entire neighborhood 
complex and, and uh, riverfront complex and all kinds of stuff that they're that they're doing over there now. One interesting thing that happened, um, though, was our 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 market during COVID. Um, Daybreak. Yeah, I wanted still, to ask you about that. Daybreak still had record sells like um they even even in the midst of the shutdowns and everything else yes now if you look at the county uh, as a whole the county right now um for april and may they had 27 percent lower sales for april and may did they yeah april may yeah and that's because showings dropped dramatically um during april right but but now to date like if i look at how many People are looking at homes today compared to last year at the same day. We are up almost 30% more people looking for homes today than last year. Um, last year, same day. Same day, yep. And there's 10% more buyers under contract for homes than last year, same day. And the problem wow. is, is we have 40% less inventory. So... You're you're oh, really? you're getting half the inventory on the market right now. You have ten percent more buyers looking. So we've you know we've created this environment where where people can sell fast. So as a result, in daybreak, you only have a month and a half of inventory on the market. So well, if somebody puts their home up and in less a uh, month or month and a half, it that's should. the average of what how long it takes to sell. It should yes, it should should yeah. sell in a month and a half. Now, of course, different price range, different products is always going to be different. Sure. But um, but with a month and a half inventory, um, that's that means that pricing is going up. And so in that environment, we just keep bumping our price above what the latest comp sold at, and we usually can get it. And in your in your seeing pricing just keep going up. So pricing right now for May is up four percent over last year. I would I would suspect you know July's numbers is going to be ten percent more than last year. Um, really? So, so so obviously it's a great time to if you're just maybe thinking about listing your home, trying to sell your home. Great time to get it on the market, right? An amazing time, yes. Especially if you're a veteran. Yeah. If you're a veteran, you can oh, go. Why? You can go buy another home and get a two point two five percent interest rate. Oh man! So if you're a veteran, <laughs> so rates. You, you're going to oh, score yeah. by going to buy another house and selling yours because you're going to get the most money possible for your house. And then you're going to um, almost have free money and, and getting a loan at 2.25%. You know, I, I hear when, when I tell people I live in Daybreak that, that don't live here, I will sometimes get um, a bit of a reaction of, oh, I'd love to live there, but man, homes are so expensive there. And I don't, is that what? What is the what's the reality there, Dave? Are are homes in Daybreak more expensive because you're talking about high rates, which we like that, but somebody trying to to break into Daybreak uh, living, for instance, aren't there? I, my impression was that you've got homes of all different kinds of uh, price ranges. For and sure, am I naive? Nope, you yeah. do. You so if you're looking at um, in Daybreak right now, how many homes are on the market? There's about 120. And about 75 of those are all under the price range of 450. So okay. the majority- Which of, in this market, in, in, 
in Salt Lake Market, that's actually, that's a pretty good price. That is. I mean, and that's, you know, almost 60, 70% of the inventory is below 450. Now, how low does our inventory go? Well, it goes to about 180, 190. And those are for some one bedroom condos in daybreak. Sure. So you can break sure. into a $200,000 price range. Um, you can, you can easily get something in the, in the twos or threes that are condos, even small single family. So we definitely have a wide variety of, of homes for sale. But yeah, if you want, if you want a yard, you, you're going to be spending a little bit more. And then, and then we can go all the way up to, to the luxury and some of the, the island type things, or we, we've got some really nice homes and properties and things that uh, if people really want to, you know, take it to the, uh, kind of the luxury level. We've, we've even got those, right? Yes. Um, I mean, you spend as much as you want. One, one to two and a half million. <laughs> right. So Here we go up two and a half million. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's the highest. Yeah, I got a few of those. That's, I, that's, that's me. I'm, I'm in a few of those already. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I, I, I don't think radio we, guys, we make a lot of money. <laughs> I don't think we're breaking 3 million yet in daybreak, but, uh, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if the island produces a $3 million one uh, in the uh, next I w- year I would or not two. be surprised. I love taking taking bike rides around. We've got kind of a, a dual bike loop now with the outside lake loop and then the island loop. And it's just these mornings are so beautiful to uh, get out by that, you know, just the placid lake. And uh, and so I love looking at some of those homes as I bike by. It is. That's, uh, it's just some, some amazing properties. It is beautiful. That's so what sure. do you— what do you see in the future, Dave? What, what's what's coming around the, the next bend, do you think, for real estate and daybreak and, you know, where are we going? Well, I mean, you're, you're, gonna, you're going to see um, the first entire lake phase be fully complete here in a couple of years. So that will be, that'll be pretty amazing. It's probably, I'm guessing, two years out, right? So in two years, you should have the island finished. You should have... Um, uh, all the homes finished um, on the west side of the lake, and pretty west much shore, yeah. the okay. only thing you have left is the west side of the corridor. And probably in that two-year time frame, they'll start to open up the waterway. So that you know that will be an exciting time too. Um, so there's still going to be some waterfront property. If you missed it now, mm-hmm. there still will be some in a couple of years once they open up that waterway. Um, but one, one of the things that would be interesting right now, we're still in the gray trend, the white cabinet trend, you know, the gray tile and that we're still in that trend. Yeah. Um, but trend, yeah, what people got to know is if they want to sell their home for the most amount of money, um, they're going to have to look at, at, at what can they do to sell it for more. So say, for example, I just sold this ivory floor plan, um, last year for about $400,000, Mm-hmm. And the exact same ivory floor plan sold for 370, but that one that sold for 370 had a big fenced yard. And in daybreak, we all know that big fenced yards are more valuable, right? Sure. Right. So people will ask, why did that one sell for 370? Why did Dave sell for 400? You know, and part of that is because you have to know what things to do to your house to get the most value. And, and when you're looking at, um, the older parts of daybreak that still have the, the brown, um, paint oh, yeah. on the kind walls of tan and brown and, and yeah, 
Yes. And, and the, and when you still have that, you don't have to paint your whole house all the time. You don't have to, um, like, like the people that I sold the 400,000 to, we mm-hmm. had them paint just their main level only. So they spent like two grand painted the main level only. Mm-hmm. And, and they were, they were able to command a really high price, um, for what the exact same model didn't, didn't come near in getting. So that's, that is that's anyway, very so smart. Thing, yeah. So that's one thing that people are going to have to probably look forward to in daybreak is, is up, updating their home a little bit in order to get the most amount of money for it. Could we talk and, about that a little? Let's talk about that a little bit. Say somebody is thinking, okay, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm, I'm excited about what Dave's saying. I want to try and uh, put my home on the market and see what else I can get in daybreak. What would you say are the maybe top five areas that if somebody's got to update, say they built in, what is the early daybreak? Is that 2000? Five or something. What what were the early days of daybreak? Two thousand six. Yeah, so I think. two two thousand. Um, well, maybe the end of two thousand four is when okay. the first home was built, like December yeah, so, or something like that. So say they're they're gonna they're um, gonna sell a home from that era. What are some key things you would say? Hey, here's here's where you ought to focus. So many times um, the HOA is gonna flag your exterior for paint. Okay. And so we, we've had people where, where we said to them, look, your exterior paint is kind of an outdated color. It's not as new. It's not as trendy. The HOA is going to flag it. Your buyer is going to want you to probably pay for it to be painted anyway. So why don't we use our interior designer and we'll pick out some really good trendy paint. We'll help you get it approved through the HOA and then we'll will help you get it painted to where it's very um, attractive and it looks, it looks new. Right. So, right. So that's one thing that most people are going to have to look at when they, uh, if they haven't painted their home and it's, and it's been in daybreak since 2005. So that's one of them. Okay. The second is the paint and the, um, and the carpet inside. And so we have an interior designer pick out carpet and paint. We try to stay away from from doing things that are expensive so um, you don't always make a big bang for your buck if you're going to be doing more than carpet and paint um, oh, interesting now there are some like there was one house that uh, it was listed for six months with a agent in daybreak and i i came in and i listed it for more money um, and sold it in one weekend and and what we had to do to that place was we put knobs on all of the kitchen cabinets. Oh, right? I've heard of that. Right, right. Where where you've just got the the wooden cabinets that you just pull open, you know, from the edge, you put a knob on, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Great and hack. That's I great. Learned, I learned twenty years ago that I had this I had this old condo downtown, and and. Um, the lady didn't want to do anything to her place. And so, and so we didn't do anything to it and then it didn't sell. And then she's like, all right, Dave, I'll do whatever you want. So I told her, well, the complaint is, is that your cabinets are 30 years old, which they were. And I said, so let's replace the countertops with granite and let's put silver knobs on the cabinets. And that's all we did. So we spent a couple grand countertops, knobs, 
and every buyer that came in, we sold it fast and every buyer that came in um, talked about how it was such a nice kitchen. It was updated and, and we didn't update the kitchen really. We not, updated not the really. countertops and the knobs. That is fantastic. So countertops and knob and kitchen is important that, you know, there, there are certain rooms in the house that carry more weight as far as bringing the value up and, and a kitchen is definitely one of them, right? Exactly. Yes. So those, those little tiny things are important. Um, kitchen counters, knobs, um, um, paint, carpet, um, you know, other things we, we can, we can probably skip and not have done. Sure. How about how about bathrooms? What is is a bathroom as important? And if it is, what what are some quick fixes in a bathroom? That's when we start getting into you can you can spend as much as you uh, want, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and you can overdo it. And uh. and and to give you an example, I had I had these two homes listed at, at the same time frame. I I had this person focus on paint and carpet. We sold the house for three seventy five. Okay, so we we spent like ten, twelve thousand dollars or so. Okay. Well, the exact same house was on the market same time and sold for I think it was four oh five. So they got thirty thousand dollars more than us, right? Yeah. But they did the whole remodel thing where you where you do more to the bathroom, you do more to the kitchen, you remove a wall, right? Wow. Their cost was a hundred thousand oh. dollars to get it into that shape. So, so that's so, that's kind of a yeah, that that's a, a false positive. Then it, it feels like, hey, look at how much more we got, but they probably netted less, right? Exactly, they netted at least fifty thousand dollars less. Oh wow! So when when you're looking at remodeling, you don't want to do too much. And don't get enticed by oh well they sold their home for this much that's so, yeah but you you might overdo it on your cost sure um, and and so and for bathrooms we try to not do too much okay because that's when you really get into it so if I have to I might replace a cabinet or a light fixture right real simple stuff um, really simple really cheap um, something that's not going to put you over budget we we want bang for your buck. We want to double your money on anything you spend. That which that probably also applies, say, for finishing a basement, right? I hear that you never get back the money you put into finishing a basement if, if that's what you're doing it for. Is that true? Especially right now. Yeah. Right now, the cost and the headache of getting contractors to finish that basement just isn't worth what you're going to get out of it at the moment. So, so maybe when construction costs come down um, again, it would be worth it. But yeah, yeah at the moment. It's not years ago. There was a time when you, you could finish your basement for ten grand and you could sell it for twenty more. But oh. those days aren't here right now. Dave, I want to ask you kind of along the same lines. If I'm putting my house on the market and trying to make it pleasant, you know, say I've got all the work done that I'm going to do on it. You have any tips for us on what we should and shouldn't do? Uh, you, you hear, oh, you should bake some cookies or something like that. Do you have any of those those kinds of things to help us as we you, stage a house? You bet, you bet. We, I have a couple nuggets we can okay. talk about. So let's let's get. First them. of all, I, I'm going to tell you the most cliche thing ever in the world. And but does I it say work? The most cliche thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is when you ask a realtor when's the best time to sell. Yeah. The joke is they're going to say now, right? Right, right. Um, and at the moment. It is now because you have 40% less inventory 
10% more people looking. I've never seen a better dynamic ever in my 20 year career. Wow. And then when you go to buy, you could get close to a 3% interest rate. So it's the best time to move up and keep your payment close to the same. Sure. So if you're thinking of selling um, and you're going to the must do's for your house, um, numero uno, what we, we call it is we say you have to model homify your house model homify so you like gotta it. make model homify yes. yes so you gotta make it look like a model home which means when people go in you know there's nothing on the countertops yeah. it's very simple and you're gonna box stuff up anyway sure so why box not it now. box stuff yeah it's gonna make you money do you want to make money boxing up stuff or not make money boxing up stuff yeah. if you want to make money boxing <laughs> stuff up you box up now, now right yeah so that one's really important now one of the myths everyone asks is hey dave do you need to take down all your family pictures oh yeah right and that's a myth is it you don't you don't right total myth huh. so the re the, the real reason why that came about is because years ago people used to plaster an entire wall hmm. of pictures mm -hmm. right people don't do that today as much yeah if, if you do that um, maybe you want to thin that out a bit right <laughs> if you do have a family exactly. wall exactly yeah exactly and and so realtors would tell people they didn't want to offend them yeah, that yeah. their decor was bad so they said <laughs> oh yeah you can't have family pictures oh there you up. go that's why and that's where it came from uh, i see <laughs> yeah. what what is true because you, you go to a model home and what do they have? They have pictures uh, that came with the frame kind of stuff, you know, where it's don't know who that <laughs> yeah, guy is, but that's a nice looking picture. So it is good to have people, you know, on the walls kind of uh, where you would have them normally or, or on, on desktops or whatever. Right. That is for sure. So you want to model homify it. You can leave family pictures. Um, we don't want too much stuff. So we, we want to simplify. But that's right? that's that is what when you go to a model home, that's exactly what happens. You don't see a bunch of clutter all over the place. You just see tasteful pieces here and there kind of, right? Exactly. Yeah. Now, people ask me, do I need to worry about organizing my kitchen drawers? No. You know, yeah. people might open it to see if it has soft clothes or if it has drawers, but but no one comments on it. Um, so you don't have to organize that. Um, your closets. The, our rule of thumb is just don't have stuff falling out if I open the door. <laughs> if you open right? the door, yeah. Yeah. So but, you're allowed to have stuff all over in your closet. Just We just don't want it to fall out. We want it to be able to just open and be fine. So then a lot of people ask, what about my garage? Do I need to clean my garage? We we never clean any of our clients' garages. We don't organize it. We don't clean it. Sure. We, we let them s store stuff in their garage. That's kind of, under, basement. kind of understood, isn't it? That that's okay. These people are moving; they're not going to be living here anyway. So that's I understand they're storing stuff here or there. Exactly, and mm -hmm. same thing with the basement. If it's unfinished, we'll let you store as much stuff you want in the basement. Boxes everywhere, whatever you want. We just want a walkway where people can see the different rooms, and then um, in the basement, if it's finished, we, we we allow all our clients to have a bedroom where they have as their junk room so you can hmm. keep one bedroom in the basement as a junk room if you need there you go so you got the garage you got you got the basement to put stuff and store it but those are those are kind of the the general myths or, or rules of getting ready for your house nice 
Dave, I, I want to ask you before we go, I, I, this has been great getting all the tips from you now that I, I'm ready to sell my home again and I wasn't even thinking about it. But this is, of course, this crazy time we're living in with uh, COVID-19 and all that, that mask wearing and social distancing, all these things that actually feel like they could kind of get in the way of, of showing a home or, or, you know, having people come over and all that. How do we deal with that? What, what's a, a good responsible way to be able to show a home, stage a home and still be safe? Great question. So for some homes, we are doing a 360 tours. And, and that way, if, if you need a little bit more exposure, um, people can pretty much look at your house like a video or like they're walking through it and um, with a 360 tour. So those things help if your home needs a little bit more exposure. For those that are typically going to sell with people walking through it, then what we advise our sellers to do is to turn on all the lights through the whole house, mm. have all the doors open, okay. have all the blinds open we want to limit that potential buyer from having to touch anything hmm. right okay yeah all uh, doors open that's great then then when you get home you know you may want to use a clorox wipe or something on anything that might get touched whether it's doors doorknobs or handles right. but for the buyer we also advise them to always wear masks okay. so i was showing homes today and what I did with the buyer is we went inside the house with masks on yep. and we had Clorox wipes. And so the only thing we touched was with a Clorox wipe. Oh, wow. So we didn't get any fingerprints on the house or any germs. It's like we weren't even there pretty much. Nice. Now, some of our homes um, that are for sale, we'll put booties in the house and then people can put on booties. And then we ask them. Take the booties with you, you know, yeah. during COVID. Yeah. We don't want them to recycle the booty. We say, take it with you. That's workable. And, and of course, it's it's always, you know, it's never a good idea for somebody, to, for you, the homeowner to be there while somebody's showing the house. You've, you know, you, you need to be vacated anyway, so. We want the buyers comfortable, and that's why the seller's not there. Because when they feel warm fuzzies, when they're comfortable, then, then they'll put in an offer. If they're uncomfortable the whole time they're in your house, that's not... It's not getting to the emotion we need for them to buy. No, that's that projects to them probably that I'll be uncomfortable in this home, and that's not what you want. Yes, uh, Dave, you are the man. You are you are Mister Utah Real Estate. It's fun having you in Daybreak because uh, you know you, you get it. And and well, I've I've had people ask me before. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of selling my home, but it's got to be somebody that knows Daybreak, and. There, there really is something to that. I, you know, I, I know people, I have friends who are real real estate agents, but they they don't know Daybreak. And that's a real tough thing to feel like they can really get the most out of a home from Daybreak. Would you say, is that a true statement or am I just overthinking that one? No, it's a it's a 100% true. Um, there, there was a buyer that wanted to build a home in Daybreak and they had a home in Daybreak they were trying to sell and they went to a, an agent and they didn't know Daybreak, and that agent had them priced at I think it was like three eighty or three ninety, and I sold their home for like four thirty, and and the builder the builder sent them my way because the builder was like, uh, I'm pretty sure that agent you're talking to doesn't know Daybreak, and and you know Daybreak's very unique. You have to compare the homes to very specific right homes like you there there's a lot of apples to oranges in daybreak you can't just take the same square footage and think it's the same house 
And and I sold that home in a weekend um, for thirty, forty thousand dollars higher, and they wouldn't have been able to buy in Daybreak if they hadn't gotten that price. But you're you're right. You you have so many unique products in Daybreak, and you have to know that product in order to milk every dime out of that house. Uh, so. Dave Robertson, how can uh, people get in touch with you if they want to uh, find out more? What's the best way to reach you? Yeah, so utahdave.com is easy to remember. Utah Dave. So people still use utahdave.com. And of course, daybreakliving.com, where I get 9,000 people a month on there looking for homes in Daybreak. Yeah, so that's a good spot as well. Sure. Um, and then, of course, you can just call me on my cell, 801 809 5300. And that's my cell phone number, so you're welcome to give me a holler. There you go. You've got inside information now, Radio Daybreak listeners. You can get to Utah Dave right there direct. Dave, thanks for being with us. <laughs> you bet. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. Now, even if you're not thinking of buying or selling a home, it's just plain fun to go out for a walk or a bike ride and check out some of these beautiful new neighborhoods springing up all around us. Daybreak is definitely growing. Radio Daybreak is a production of Live Daybreak. Robert Stroud is executive producer. Zigzag was written and performed by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Check out our past Radio Daybreak podcasts on any of your favorite podcast platforms. If you have any topics you want us to cover on Radio Daybreak, watch contact us at information at livedaybreak.com. And make sure you don't miss out on any future Daybreak news. Subscribe to Radio Daybreak wherever you listen to podcasts. And join us again for another edition of Radio Daybreak. My name is Don Shaline.